0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5pm Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to anfieldindexpro.com and get started today.
0: Hello and welcome to your post-match raw on AI Pro. Podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland, I'm Trev Denny joining me to give their immediate reactions to Liverpool 2, Watford nil in the Premier League, and can I just say, heroically so, as we are all as sick as a small hospital, the three <laughs> of us. Um, the game came from Anfield, and I'm joined by Jim Boardman and Harry Seti. Uh, Jim You know, there's a lot of talk there on BT Sport, which is where I watch it afterwards about the comparative ugliness of the win and the comparative uh, poverty of the performance um, and the comparative importance of the points. And it's the kind of cliched stuff you'd expect to come from um, that channel. But I have the feel overall that perhaps it wasn't quite as bad as, uh, as, as it was being spun and perhaps Watford weren't quite as excellent as was being spun, but we've come to expect this, haven't we, Jim? The narrative's
2: always different around Liverpool. It is, it is. It's always Liverpool's fault when something isn't, isn't quite what they want. And, you know, you've got Liverpool playing against our, you know, we've had a lot of managers down the years and Roy Hodgson was one of them. And I think if you were saying what was the most entertaining football you ever saw as a Liverpool fan, you wouldn't probably mention any of his games. And I think if you're a fan of any club, you're probably thinking the same apart from, You know, when you're a fan of a lower league club or a club down at the bottom that that wins against the big boys now and again by winning ugly and stuff. But, I mean, the trouble is that that isn't the great kind of football to watch. And I think the fact that there was any entertainment at all is as down to Liverpool as much as down to to Watford. To be fair to them, it's not as bad a game of football from them as I thought it could have been, you know, from Roy. But that's because he's not had a chance to put his own stamp on things yet. The truth (laughs) is, we've we've just come back up an international break. We've won again. And we did enough to win, and I think I said it last time we played, and I probably said it a few times. There's, there's a thing about Liverpool, which at times we just do enough to win, and you don't need to do more. It's kind of, you know, we've been economical with our with our skills, with our strength, with our resources, whatever you want to call it. We're doing enough, you know. And if if you need to go into fourth gear to win, we'll go into fourth gear. But if second gear is enough, we'll do it in second gear. And I think that that's the way that's the way that you win leagues. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love us to win six nil every week, but I wouldn't want us to win 6-0 six, six nil three out of four times and lose the other one and not win the league. So I'm I'm happy enough with this. And yeah, BT don't like us at all. <laughs> it's remarkable. And and
0: uh, they leaned into it with um, their post-match interview with Roy Hodgson, which I just watched. Um, and I, I have to mention it because it may not have an opportunity otherwise. And I told you both before we went uh, live that I would mention it to you. So mm. I'm sitting there watching the whole owl face um be uh, quizzed up by whatever the touchline monkey is there it's probably des what's his name um I can't I I I didn't pay attention to whether it was yeah Kell Des Kelly or whatever. But it it this is stunning. So he's asked um what he thinks and he says you know um it's pretty decent performance but he's a bit disappointed about one thing. What Roy is disappointed about is the VAR awarding of a penalty um in the 88th minute um because according to Roy um neither him nor Jurgen were aware of what it was that they were um checking and VAR is not that's not what VAR is for says Roy to award a penalty to a team that's 1-0 up in the 88th minute and kill the game as a spectacle and <laughs> uh, now, I, I you're you you i am really struggling so so old old broadsheet boy uh is 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 composing narratives um for his for his for his uh, uh national newspaper column here in his head thinking uh you know in the good old days um we didn't have we didn't have grand narratives destroyed by interfering pesky um technology that's not what technology is for Technology is, is there to keep me in the game. I'm struggling to understand how a supposedly very, we we can slag him off Jim, but he's supposed to be a very intelligent man. End of story. That's where all this broadsheet shit comes from because he reads a book, you know, wow. Uh, But he's supposed to be a a bright man. How how can you be a bright man and come up with that? I'm sorry. It's
2: completely silly talk. It makes no sense. It makes no sense and it's Roy Hodgson all over, isn't it? He, he he he's good. I mean the media love him because he'll always say something, and the chances are that what he says, will give them something they can put a headline to. There'll be there'll be some soundbite from him that you can stick a headline to. And he might be, you know, he might be a fan of the broadsheets where the headlines are a little bit less punny, but that's still what he likes to see, isn't it? Or what they like to see, they like people like him. I genuinely don't know how he how he can say that. I don't get the logic in that. If he's saying that it's only VAR if the managers complain. Well, that was one version of VAR that was touted years ago, was to give managers the right to kind of put a timeout on or something like you get in other sports. The manager can say, whoa, hang on, that wasn't right. Can we have another look? That's not how it works. It works now that one of the in, in, in a, um, one of the untouchable, um, perfect referees in, in the whole football system sits in the studio and decides whether it was a bad thing or not. As it was, they got it right in this case. But the, the truth is, 88 minutes into a game, how can the game be ruined as a spectacle? I mean, have we just sort of production lines up and down the country have just been slammed the brakes on for the DVDs they were going to throw out on Monday (laughs) of this spectacle just because of that? It's Roy Hodgson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I love him in a way. <laughs> the,
0: the apparently, apparently the, the the cast of Hamilton are absolutely good because they were getting ready to do their interpretation of fucking Liverpool versus Watford. Unbelievable, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 Harry, I mean, like this is the thing about it. It's in the context of that that I come I come to to, to get your initial take mm. as well because he's he's a wonderful lad, isn't he? For for um literally coming out with, with outrageously uh, idiotic things at times. Um, and just to, to, to kind of lean into this idea that was the narrative that was being put forward, that it was a, a particularly ugly performance. I stayed well away from Twitter because I was very busy following the details of the match, which there seemed to be many of, and lots of them, lots of them positives in terms of the Liverpool play. Uh, some, not many, not as many as usual chance created, but some nice football. I don't think it was quite as awful um, as a lot were saying. And sometimes we have to just... Maybe put our big boy pants on and allow that we're going to have to ride out a one 0 win on occasion.
3: Yeah, no, I think I think as Jim was saying, it's yeah, you know, it's it's the sort of stuff that we we got quite comfortable with in the season where we won the title. Um, I think it's, it's it's a it took us a while to get adjusted to. It. I think when when uh, sort of Virgil first arrived, Ali first sort of settled in as well alongside Fab, and then we'd start to see these games where, of course, if everything's working perfectly fine. You, know, you might get some of that heavy metal football that i think that the likes of BT and those lot are still still quite hung up on in terms of sort of that's what liverpool should be offering you for for example they they've they've loved those games this season where we've been involved in really great games but we had very little control over those games and so yeah the the, the chelsea 2-2 the tottenham 2-2 for example like some of those games where Great for a neutral, I imagine, but you're, you're just not going to win anything uh, by by playing that way. Um, but of course, great for TV. Uh, but the, these kind of wins, um, the ones that Virgil, Ali, and Fab just sort of got us more comfortable with after they joined and, and and had settled in for a while. Yeah, it's 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 the bread and butter of of how you win. Uh, league titles, uh, especially at this time of the season, you know we've got not many games left to go. Uh, a packed schedule. We all know how big this month's going to be. I was just listening to you speaking to, to Jan Molby about it, Trevin. Yeah, it's 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 not necessarily about you know, glittering performances here. I mean, I, I, it's a completely different game. But I often think about how people um, who support other clubs will every now and then they'll just mention how terrible that Liverpool Tottenham Champions League final was. And uh, I just, I just always bring it back to, yeah, I just don't, just don't really care about that, you know, in, 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 in terms of what you thought of the overall performance or the spectacle. I mean, we we gave you the four uh, four, we, we gave you the four nil, sorry, rather in the previous game. Um, that should have been enough for you. It's all about winning once you get to those stages, and this is the stage of the season we find ourselves in. Uh, it's, it's a slightly weird thing. I, I thought Watford were well organised, and you can sort of see maybe if they hired. Hodgson two months earlier. Maybe they would be in with a better chance of surviving than they are at the moment. I think it's a little bit too late for them, unfortunately. Uh, you could also see as well, they've got like a, a really talented bunch of attackers there as, um, that they could maybe build around as well if they're going to stay. Um, maybe some of them will leave at the end of the season. But um, yeah, I, d- I didn't think they were anywhere near as dangerous as um, as was being made out. And uh, we were we were given another... Another example of that that we've spoken about in the past, Trev, where um, it, it seems to be like 20 to 25 minutes is dedicated to talking about a chance that was actually offside. And we just talk mm. about it over and over and over again about mm. how he he, he, missed, he missed the target. Uh, it, it went off. It was a good, great chance, but it was offside, so it wasn't really a chance. Um, and it's not like Liverpool, it was off, offside by accident. We play... To catch players offside, so it was slightly weird in that sense. But yeah, you get to the end of the game and you are thinking, you know, fourteen a fourteen point deficit. We've turned around, ten league wins in the spin on the spin, thirteen clean sheets in the last eighteen, uh, and we're top of the league. And so, really, my focus now is on uh, Big Sean, Big Sean Deitch, and what he can uh, what he can accomplish this afternoon, Trev. We are
0: all Sean Dyche for this <laughs> afternoon. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm listening to you there rattle off those stats and I'm just thinking, yeah, dull, mate. Dull as dishwater, this Liverpool team. I mean, it's yeah, I'm Sorry incredible. if you're not
3: entertained, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, lads.
0: Uh, you know, uh, I look forward to chatting to you a little bit about some of those Watford attackers in a minute because I'm going to come back to, to do exactly that with yourself to chat about the um, uh, the Watford team and lineup. Um haven't listened to you on uh, Rival Recon, uh, Jim. You and I might take a look at the Reds lineup this afternoon. Um, it was always going to uh, have one or two people raising one or two eyebrows because that's just what has to happen between now and the end of the season, especially on the um, first weekend post uh, um, international fortnight when everybody's been travelling. So we'll just take a look, you and I, at the Reds lineup that uh, uh, that uh, Jurgen Klopp went with. And the back four was, I think, um, as predictable as you might have thought. I, I, Having gone through it on two different shows and tried to canvas opinion from um, everyone on them, I kind of talked myself around to the fact that there really was no choice but Joe Gomez. And I'm delighted that was the choice because he had a super outing today, I thought, in many ways. Um uh, Joel and, and, and Virgil and, and Robo, the far side, uh, along with Ali, make up our defense. Um, Curtis Jones was selected alongside Jordan Henderson and Thiago. And he went with the front three of Mo, um, Bobby, and Diogo Jota, um, with a very powerful looking bench, including Fabinho, who, if we're being honest, was required as the game went on. Um, Ibu Canata is there, Jimmy Milner, Sadio Mane back from his exploits. Um, as opposed to uh, poor old Mo, who's back from his, but with less of a, an upbeat uh, frame of mind. Upside Chamberlain's on the bench, as is Simicas. Uh, Diaz, who had his own disappointments in the international setup. Cuevin Kelleher, um, who played for Ireland during the week. And Trent, sitting there looking ominous for all future opponents on our bench. So, I mean... I get a buzz, Jim, these days out of talking about the Liverpool lineup in a way that I haven't really since we started this show because the bench is always so powerful looking. There are always so many options now. It's great. It's really, really enlivening and it's invigorating. In terms of that selection, I think the defence looks after itself. There's probably not a whole lot to to be said about that. But the the choice of the trio that he went with, um, do you reckon Curtis was selected on the back of a reasonably impressive outing for the England under 21s um, and given the fact that Fab had to travel or what do you think was the thinking around that? And then the trio... Top as well, we know that uh, Luis D has a, a, a had had a good outing and that he scored away on that um, international break, but came home probably in poor spirits. Um, Sadio Mane by the, by by the opposite token had a, another happy uh, trip away, but he went with Mo. What, what what do you think were were the thinking, thinkings of Jurgen around about
2: the various selections? I think it's a mixture of things. I think I think one of the things, although we we do go on about playing one game at a time, <clears throat> when you've got a schedule like Liverpool's, you can't. Just be totally blinkered and just think of one game at a time. You've got to think what's got to, what's coming up, and of course what's just gone. So the plays that have had to travel, the plays that have had to play more than others in midweek are going to be maybe not not quite as sharp and not quite as as ready to play as others. Um, but then I think the overall the overall thing you've got now is that you're not having to force anyone. Would Would Mane have started despite what's gone on in the week? Yeah, if we didn't have Jotter and Firmino available, I think he probably uh, probably would have done. Would would we have forced Trent into action if we didn't have um, Gomez? Maybe. Um, although, can you imagine the, the, the face of the England Gammons when they found out that we played Trent after saying he was injured for their <laughs> matches? I, I would have enjoyed that. I mean, I was like, "Oh I yeah, he'd come on today, you know. But as you say, Gomez played so well that he didn't feel like we missed Trent. And I think something with Gomez is that I think there's times when you wonder, is he, is he a centre-back? Is he a full-back? And, you know, when he can sort of... He can do both jobs, or is he great at either? And I think today he showed that he can be great at fullback because, let's face it, that first goal, that that's that cross for that first goal was something Trent would have been proud of, something Robbo would have been proud of, something that you know that, that underlines how much of a good all-round player he is. And I know sometimes you think does someone like Joe need to play more games? You know, and it may be the same with Curtis Jones as well. Will really, he need to play more games? But the truth is, if you're playing for Liverpool, then maybe you don't play every game. But when you do play, it's still a big thing that you do and it's still noticeable what you're doing. If 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 you're more in, if you're more bothered about an international career, then maybe you don't want to be a fringe player at Liverpool because maybe you won't get games. Personally, I don't think anyone would, would pick Maybe I'm biased because of my lack of patriotism, but I don't think anyone would pick an international career over a career as part of what Liverpool are at the moment and what they're doing. So, yeah, Jones, I think he, he he didn't have his best game today, and he does that sometimes. I think he's still young, he's still learning, and the more we can give him these chances, the more we can give him the chance to make mistakes that he'll learn from, the more you know, the more he'll learn, the better a player he'll become. The, there is a really good player in there. Yeah, and let me let me maybe, let, let jump in. Let me jump in there, Jim. Yeah, because pe- people will be listening to that, and it's it's going to be it's a
0: bone of contention because you you know you know what what online fandom is. Mm-hmm. It's totally totally different to the experience that you and I have um, going back before there was. Any such interactivity possible? Um, mm-hmm. It's just a different, different thing, and it's very immediate. So no doubt there will be all sorts of outrageous um, takes on 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 Curtis Jones. So just, I wouldn't mind just getting a take from you as a man who's watched quite a few generations of Liverpool teams now. Do you do you sound quite certain about that? You do believe that there is, as you say, a player there
2: that there's that there is a a, a career. To be had for Curtis Jones in this Liverpool midfield going forward. He's definitely there for him. I mean it, what, what he's got to remember is that he's not he's not just gonna get that place automatically. He doesn't get a nod just because he's got more scouse blood in him than than his rivals. There's there's just like he wouldn't he wouldn't have been behind in the pecking order just because his name wasn't um Continental Sounding, which has been a criticism that's been aimed at managers in the past at Anfield. He's he's a local lad. he, he wants to do well for the club. There's an argument sometimes that maybe, 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 maybe be, being a red, being a lifelong red, being local, that it gets to his head a bit more than it would to others. Even Stephen Gerrard has had that accusation levelled against him at times that, you know, he's his sort of... say say in a derby match or in a a game against the Manx, that there's more it means more to him than it does to the others, to the extent that it kind of takes him too far over an edge that maybe he shouldn't go. Um, I'm not saying that's the case with Jones, but it does play on his mind. I think there is a player in there. That's not to say he'll make it, because it's down to him to put the work in, take the chances when he gets them, listen to what the boss tells him, listen to what the other coaches tell him, put things in practice in training. But yeah, there's definitely a player there. I mean, his chance that he had today that went over, he's not the only one, you know. it's he's not Fab. He's not he's not Fabinho. He's not he's not yet Henderson. But let's face how much face face it, how much have we slagged off Henderson, or how much of Liverpool fans, if you like, slagged off Henderson over the past few years. There's still a player though that, that can be good. His his biggest threat in my opinion might be that we go out and buy someone better. But I still think he's good enough to save us having to do that and allow us to spend the money in some other way. But of course, you know, nobody's perfect, but he's still young. There's still time for him to come into it. And I honestly think even if he doesn't make it at the Reds, that it'll be because eventually the time comes when we say, Right, you're not you're not quite up to the standard because we've got such such quality around you, such quality in your way. And maybe you moves on to another club, but I still think there's a Premier League player in there, even if it ultimately doesn't end up being as a Liverpool player. Brilliant. Delighted to hear it. I just wanted to tease it out a bit because it
0: is one of those questions that will be going around in folks' heads Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we're here to do, I guess, is uh, help them out a little bit with that and and, and get their thoughts going, even if it is just to disagree with us. And to have a look at Watford with you, um, Harry, um, Mm. they go with um, uh, Ben Foster, who I've I've, um, done a bit of research into since uh, yourself and Dave put me wise uh, to his... um,
3: his online
0: vlog. presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's, 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 certainly seems an interesting lad. They went with Femenya, uh, Cabacelle Samir and Kamara. Sissoko, Luza, Kuka, uh, Sar, Jed, Pedro and Hernandez. Uh, on their bench, it's perhaps not quite as strong um, as as uh, the Liverpool bench, to say the least. They have in Gakia, They Josh King, Tom Cleverley's on there, Messina and Sema and Cathcart. Uh, Dennis Backman and KMB um now the way I want to drive this with you is first of all is that do you think as strong as they can go currently is there anybody missing from that lineup that, up um, uh, that, that, that that your contributor was was convinced would start and if so why uh, and mm. is there anybody else that's out of the loop currently injury wise or illness wise that um, people aren't perhaps uh, thinking about there that they could have gone with stronger because as we look at the table and that's what it's all about at this stage Harry they're looking more and more adrift it's going to be tough for them to get out of four, they are, and um, you, you mentioned earlier on, on if. If the um, appointment of of old of old, um, old uh, Broadsheet Boy had been a little bit earlier, perhaps um, he could have worked his uh, incredible uh, uh, one win one draw one loss uh, ratio and gotten them to somewhere just north of that um, danger zone. But as it is now, with thirty games played, twenty two points, and the team ahead of them, Burnley, have two games less played, same points. They yeah. look adrift, man. So talk to me a little bit around. Around about whether they're operating at their um, at their peak, at their best, What it is Roy's trying to do there, if he's made any big changes, that type of thing.
3: Yeah, I think it's mostly around shape and I guess you couldn't expect that uh, coming away to a place like Anfield and sort of being aware of what they had to defend against, um, sort of a 4-1, 4-1 if you will, or at least all out of possession um, and very disciplined uh very, very compact as we're sort of used to um, expecting with a, a Hodgson team. We've, we've heard about the string uh on the uh on the training ground, all the drills that he gets those teams to do. And of course, yeah, it's 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 definitely, you know, it's 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 on the more uh, it's 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 not heavy metal football. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's, it's probably I don't know BBC Radio Two Sunday afternoon type music in terms of sort of just you, getting you through. And <laughs> you, you mentioned the points there, and 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 we we do we make light of it. And obviously we've we've had our had our run in with Hodgson um, in the past. But I think realistically for a team like Watford, um, the, the thing that came out of that podcast with um, with Adam, uh, who was on to give the Watford perspective, was just. That they've suffered from this lack of consistency, really, around they've gone through three managers this season, uh, and um, over the past however many seasons they've gone through a high high number of managers. A lot of the players there played under all these different coaches, and a a firm style of play has not really been ingrained in them. That they've veered very sharply from managers who want to play high intensity pressing football uh, to Hodgson now, which is sort of diametrically opposite to that as well and but there are some promising attacking players in there that's probably the strongest part of their team to be honest i think you look at their midfield and their defense and that's yeah it's you look at it and you and you consider it championship level to be honest but i think there are there are some attackers in there who have shown a couple of times this season even if they come out losing the game um, that they've got something to offer actually so ismail assar we're aware of um, from sort of his, his previous encounters with us, uh, did very well last season in the championship. Obviously, good friends with Sadio Mane as well. Um, there's Pedro, um, who's who's been pretty handy at times this season. Kucho uh, Hernandez, who's been better of late than he was at the start of the season. Uh, and then Emmanuel Dennis as well, who's on the bench. That's probably the one surprise that he... He he wasn't in the starting lineup, but he gives him a good option, I suppose, off the bench. But you know, you look at the their last game where they won against Southampton away from home. Cucho Hernandez scored two goals in that game, but they lined up differently. I think it was a 4-3-3 with Dennis, Pedro, and Hernandez up top, and they they do combine very well at times. when they're counter-attacking, I thought you could see it at times today that they are pretty handy in terms of you know quick combinations. They're fast. They seem to have a good understanding between them, uh, and yeah, against a side that was less sort of formidable defensively, I think yeah you, you could see them causing teams trouble. And of course, they are the ones who who saw off uh, Olegan Solskjaer in the end at Manchester United with that with that performance. Uh, I think it was four one, wasn't it, earlier in the season? So they 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 do have something about them. I just think that the foundations. Have been like they've been flawed throughout the entire season, and they've just not been able to to keep the goals out. So, I think at this stage, especially because Burnley are winning this afternoon as well, so it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for them. As as much as I would like uh, our friend Frank over at Everton to to do them a favour.
0: Yeah, we are no longer all Sean Dyche. Um What what is five minutes, Harry? I believe. What?
3: Oh, God. I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. Five
0: minutes. Five minutes is all it took for uh, for um, for City to uh, to 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 get ahead against Burnley. Apparently, this is just coming in as we as we're recording here now. And uh, the comeback you know... will
3: be all the more sweet, Trev. That's the thing. That's what...
0: <laughs> go on,
3: old gravelly, worm voice. Let's go.
0: That's all we want. Anything like that would be great. But you know, to be honest, uh, probably the most likely thing now if they're one nil up is that uh, that goal adva- difference advantage possibly could be uh, less of a factor <laughs> at the end of it so let's, let's be realistic too um you know let if, if we if we go on and get into the details of this game more more of the narratives will uh, will pop out as we go look it's very tempting it always is to spend a lot of time chatting about Stuart atwell because he's not the greatest is he um and there's a very interesting thing that we're going to have to talk about in relation to Stuart Atwell later on. So let's save it for that because when he does blow the whistle to get the game going, Jim, in the first half, we have a sort of a tokenistic effort after only a minute with uh, a Mo Salah half volley after a Rob O'Connor eventually kind of broke his way. Um, we're trying to put them under pressure from the start. It looked like um <laughs> I got a great kick out of Joel Mattip having one of his little tantrums with captain um who who, who let's be honest look Jordan's a great lad, but one thing he's very, very good at doing is telling everybody else what they should have done. And <laughs> me- Immediately after uh, something's happened, Jordan will always have an opinion about why you fucked up and you should have done something different, and he'll be very loud about it. So to see Joel handing him his arse on a plate because <laughs> Hendo was quite panicked in possession and instead of just simply playing the way he was facing or whatever, he just, you know, he just looked... Frazzled and 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 Joel wasn't having it. Um, five minutes, there was a Samir ball over the top, Sar half volleyed, uh, over from outside the box. Now in past matches we've seen that type of effort go in. Um, people for, uh of my vintage will remember the likes of um, perhaps right going back right back to Graham Sharp. Uh, it's mm. go from a similar uh, um, um, place, and, and and it will have pained you as well, Jim. That one, um, back in the day. So I mean, it's it's it is a chance after a fashion. But what what it did do was it gave old Stevie McManaman a chance to go on ad nauseum about Liverpool's high line and how it's a really dangerous ploy. Um, God bless him. Seven you know what, minutes. I
2: found it just quickly. I found a way to deal with Steve McManaman better. i that, I've worked it? out today that he's actually broadcasting for CBeebies. And when you listen to him, it does sound like he's trying to talk to a three or four-year-old <laughs> and explain things to them. And if you get that in your head, I got through 90 minutes much easier today <laughs> than that. <laughs> Any of the three-year-olds I know, if someone
0: just kept saying, yep, 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 <laughs> I think they might get a little bit impatient as well. Uh, just to take it forward to the next Steven McManaman minute, we'll break there. On seven, there is a gorgeous Thiago passing. He did pull out quite a few of them over the course of the game. Um, uh, little Fletcher on on the commentary duties was getting very excited with the no luck passing, kept talking about it, and it was good. He was pinging balls around, got man the match from... Uh, McManaman at the end, um, regardless of what you think of that call, uh, did Tiago, and Curtis hit one well over from about seven on uh, about seven minutes out. And like I said, at this point, all old McManaman can chat about is the vulnerable high line and how. and this is what he says, and how blind balls like this one, as a, a defender pings a perfect diagonal across into the path of a winger, he calls it a blind ball. And I'm just I'm thinking right we're in trouble here because there's I don't even know where to approach this lack of logic, um. But anyway, we managed to clear the danger, and I want to just finish with this final mention of Steve mcmahon And by the way, I, I people get into the comments occasionally to say, you know, we didn't have that commentary. Uh, okay, but I'm like the reason we bring this stuff up is because it's partially amusing so it's not like it's not like the whole ju- nature of the show so do bear with us like um, but the last thing that I, I have to mention about Steve McMahon is around about this point around about the 10 minute mark uh, Fletcher starts going on about the the long spell away from Premier League football and how great it is to be back and he's going oh yeah he says um, I had loads of lads coming up to me asking when's it over uh, when's this international break over and I'm thinking, no, Steve, you didn't. Nobody <laughs> does that because everyone has this thing called the internet and phones and fixture lists. Nobody asked you, Steve, to put them in the know about when the fucking international break was over because it's called International Fortnite, Steve, so they can all guess. I mean, I don't even know where to start, Jim. Talk to me a little bit about that opening and if you saw any pattern
2: develop uh, that sort of took hold for the match uh, and anything else you want to mention. Yeah, I think I think what Matt Manning was trying to say is there was a time when people used to ring him up and ask if he had any semi-final tickets for them, but they've given up now because he never has. <laughs> so this is what it's got down to. Now they're asking if there's an international break and how long it's on for. I think, no, I think we we, we kicked off in a kind of way I, I sort of half expected because I think there's sometimes a the sort of, um, expectation that builds and it builds more in an international break because there's nothing to kind of slow it down in a way and you know I'm sure people were going into this game today thinking that it was going to be an absolute masterclass from Liverpool you know we'd, we'd be 5-0 up within 5 minutes but you know that that doesn't always happen we were a little bit um, I'm not saying rusty but we, we as a game I mean it, it, you can think it's rusty you can think it's just taking it slowly We were just, we were just getting into the game we were just finding our way into it and maybe maybe we didn't do it in the first 5 minutes but You know, we we did it. We did enough. They yes, they did have a chance, as you say, the half volley that 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 could have easily gone in maybe on another day. But on the other hand, you know, using the goal for us, just keeping an eye on it. And you 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 know, we've we've said it before. You can never underestimate the difference he makes. Not just not just when he makes saves and the the times he puts players off. The times the times he's such an imposing presence that any players not you know any sort of doubt in a player's mind as they take a shot. There's going to be a little bit more added by seeing him in front of them as the target they've got to get past. So I think I think I think we did enough. I think we played well. I think you know that Curtis shot that I mentioned earlier on happened around in this spell, and it was just one of those. I mean that it does frustrate me at times when I see Liverpool players, in fact players for any club, you know, just take a shot like that from distance. But sometimes you know, sometimes they come off and. I'm sure there'll be someone shouting at them. probably Henderson behind him, telling him not to do that again. Um, <laughs> even though Henderson's one of those who's guilty of doing that kind of thing. Yeah, it does work sometimes. And I think any player, you know, it, it just shows the hunger of players in a lot of ways. You want to be the one that scores the goal. You want to get things going. Um, but, you know, again, mistakes being learned from, that's that's one to learn from. Think, just think a little bit more next time. What What would you do with the ball? It's not worth ending a player's career because of that one situation but I feel like a lot of the criticism that Curtis will get today will be because of that wasted effort and if we'd have lost today or not won today it would have all been because of that one shot which, which is pathetic if anyone genuinely did think that much Um yeah I think in this opening spell we'd done enough we'd, we'd done enough we, we hadn't we got ahead yet but we'd you know we'd started to just take control and possession was all ours now and I think it was quite clear by this point, you could tell that the way Hodgson was setting out was defend, 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 and the counter-attack if you can. It's um, it, And it was good to hear the, the familiar cry from um, Hodgson being at Anfield when a corner's taken, and that familiar cry from the, the side defending it, of, away, away, away! <laughs> like in some kind of mad panic, you know, far too close to our goal, get it away. way, <laughs> um, They didn't quite say who, but you're waiting for it. So, yeah. we, you know, I mean, that, that was what the pattern was to me by that point. You know, we... You know, they were gonna maybe hope hope for a bit of a chance, you know, hope for something against the runner player or whatever. But, you know, we were gonna stand firm and although I wouldn't be arrogant enough to say I thought that at that time that was definitely gonna be the way it turned out. I could feel it could easily be, and in the end it did, I think. Yeah, it did have that feel to it. I I I have to say and it's not it's not about it's the reason
0: I phrased the question that way is I did feel that that was the shape of the game. Sometimes you can get a sense of how things are going to go. And Harry, just to take the run up to the goal with you, and I'll actually take go go out the far end to the end of the first half with you as well, because if we're being honest, there's not a huge amount of incident um, that follows. Uh, there is on 12 minutes uh, a Hernandez header. It's kind of at Ali um, from a corner kick. Hmm. Um, and it's a decent opportunity for sure. Um, but four minutes later in 16, there's a, a very wild Diogo Jada effort, uh, at a lob from distance. Um, uh, you can see what he's trying to do I, I've, I've tried it often enough myself in various games where you try, it's, about, it's about cutting the ball with a bit of topspin almost like it's like a table tennis shot or a tennis shot of some sort um, he didn't quite execute it well and looked kind of wildly over 21 minutes I was going to say Trev more. actually
3: yeah, it reminded me of an effort I've tried before as well actually <laughs> <laughs> a moment we could all sort of sympathise with
0: yeah we, we've all been that guy where everybody <laughs> looking at him and goes
3: seriously <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah, you, we're usually in a cage or in a field, and it goes miles out, and, and you have to run and get it. And so. You see, yeah.
0: but in your head, it's absolutely on, Harry. <laughs> you know, It's fucking on. <laughs> um, so, uh, after that wild uh, Jotel Lob, we saw a beautiful example of what um, in the 1960s would have been called Joel Vision. A uh, beautiful pass <laughs> out from the flank to uh, Tiago in 17 minutes. Uh, 21 minutes, they do have a counter attack. Uh, Joe Pedro. Gets Kuka in on the left. Um, Ali has his angles perfect, advances, makes one of those saves that we come to absolutely take for granted with Ali, which we shouldn't. Uh, It's brilliant uh, by him and exactly why we have him in the team and exactly why he's so good. Um, And within seconds, I think it's 30-something seconds, we've gone up the far end and it's 1-0. And the way that the move ends is with the perfect big Joe Gomez cross it's a gorgeous shape on it exactly like you would think Trent might put uh on on the best of his crosses beautiful arc beautiful shape on it coming in um later on I saw an, a, a, a lovely interview with both Joe and Diogo Jada who's uh I shouldn't really require saying at this stage, but he's incredibly articulate. is 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 He's got fantastic English, but he was talking about how him and Joe had been um, having a chat beforehand and how he hadn't really known what to expect the last time Joe was coming in um, in terms of his crosses, but they'd done a little bit of work on it. And he had told Joe that he was going to be uh, at least one assist to the good today. And so it happened. It was a beautiful execution of the header by Jota himself. Um, it's his twentieth of the season, uh, which you know requires uh, pausing and and, and, and uh, you know over the head congratulating, clapping about. Uh, so we'll just hold it there, and then you and I'll see the first out, uh, first half out together. Anything about what I've mentioned that you want to you want to focus on, feel free. Or if you just want to talk about the goal, do that.
3: Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was, it was it was a fairly uneventful sort of first opening, sort of twenty twenty five minutes. I mean, apart from the goal, anyway. I mean. I, their chance was pretty well constructed. Ali does what he usually does in terms of sort of smothering it. I can't remember exactly when it was as well. And it's it's it's, it's not like there's a huge amount to focus on with it, but there, were, there was somewhere in between that time as well, there was this like ridiculously uh, gorgeous uh, pass from Tiago as well um, that I think uh, Curtis blasted over afterwards. But that was just, yeah, that was probably the perfect example of one of those no-look passes that you can do where he fizzed it into Curtis and, and took out about four or five players in it anyway Um Sure, Hodgson enjoyed that, considering how well how well set up they were, and how sort of that, that pass just cut straight through them. Um, but the, the the goal itself, yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a great tweet on it by the uh, Grace on Football, who she does some great writing about um about football across all the leagues. But she mentioned that Jotter is the most '90s striker in the Premier League since the actual '90s, and you're just thinking about sort of uh his his all-round game and he he does a lot of the pressing that Firmino used to do for us um sort of at at his best but effectively he's just a fox in the box poacher uh and it's crazy how he could just have these games where he's barely in them really maybe his touch looks like it's a little little bit off even the link-up plays maybe not at its best either um and then he just pops up and he just he just comes to life in the box when he when he sniffs there's a chance to be had and uh for somebody so small, as we as we've seen in the past, his ability in the air, and we even saw it for Portugal. I think during this break, just how effective he is with his head. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful cross by uh, by Gomes. As you were saying, he sort of manifested it. They've been speaking together about that, and uh, yeah, lovely little glancing header. And I suppose if if you are yeah if if you, if you are in in, in Hodgson's camp you would be very upset by how simple that goal looks but I think it's it's just a good example of good delivery and then a striker who you know is, is just capable of turning those chances into gold really for us and it's what 20 uh, I think 14 goals in in the league this season I think, I think that makes him the second highest goal scorer in the yeah. league at the moment so we've got the top two with Mo and him as well so yeah it's Sometimes goes under the radar, I think. It's good he's got his own song now, uh, and he, yeah, he feel, feels very much a part of this team as well, given how he sort of displaced Bobby at this stage in certain games. Uh, but, yes, yeah, just, just remarkable. I think we often we've spent time thinking about, oh, how are we going to replace Firmino? Because, you know, he does all these things that are so unique to our system and make us tick. And then we more or less have sort of switched him out of the side now for quite a while with... Uh, Diego, who is just, um, or Diogo rather, who 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 is just a a poacher, really it presses like mad, but is a poacher, uh, and it's 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 work to treat.
0: Yeah, and when you think of a lineup that probably has Diaz in it as well, or Sadio, is yeah, very yeah. most inventive, or Mo back on top, um, you start to feel the pinch less about about the absence of Bobby. But you know, I thought he had a good game today, did actually for me. No, um, and to take the. First half to its conclusion, you talked about remarkably little incident. There's even less after the goal. I mean, there's still half of the half to go. And um, really, all that happens is there was a lovely move in 29 minutes, which ended with another fantastic Tiago ball uh, in. This time, Sissoko got there with a really well-timed slide tackle just ahead of Robbo, who was bearing down in goal. That led to a corner. And from that, Joel was penalized for as far as I could see, no reason for going for a header with Hernandez. And there was a clash of heads. I think that's why the free out was given. Um, And from then on, we got to see headband Joel, which is, uh, you know, a little bonus. Uh, It's always enjoyable. Um, It's not quite headband Millie, but we'll take it. Um, You know, 37 minutes. Then there was another Jota effort, this time saved at the left hand post. And Joe Gomez picks up a yellow on 45 as they broke. Um, And he's a bit far up the field to be bothering, to be fair. But anyway, uh, requires very little conversation because it didn't have an impact in the game going forward, I don't think. Um, That's what I mean when I say very little incident, Harry. Uh, And just maybe to reflect on the half as a whole, then just in summary, um, you know, when you look at the match stats it's probably more in the second half we start racking these up because I'm just looking at those match stats. And, you know, it looks like a typical Liverpool performance, 20 shots. Now, only three on target, granted, 74% of the ball, 707 passes there, 259, uh, 84% of those accurate. Um, You know, that type of thing is, is, is very, very typical of the way that we play. Uh, and the type of overall um, match figures that we get. I have no concept of what the XG is because I don't have somewhere uh, open there that I can read that. Um, But, you know, maybe maybe that's more a reflection of the second half and what we started to do a little bit better in terms of maintaining control of the game because it was actually a little bit underwhelming uh, that we didn't go on to maybe assert our authority a bit more, having gone ahead.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I I just think it it looked like what it was, right? It's it's, it's a early kickoff with uh, players on our side. Um, let's face it, who are they're all internationals, and they've 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 come back having played games where there were lots of stakes on the games in which they were playing. Some got the outcome they wanted, some didn't. You know, you got Mo coming back. I wasn't too surprised that Mo had such a subdued game, to be honest, given. Uh, another you know, joyous extra time and penalties that he had to go through um, against uh, against Senegal and sort of the way in which that game ended up playing out for him as well. So I wasn't I wasn't too surprised that his touch was off. And of course, he's just, uh, with Ramadan starting as well. I'm guessing both him and Mane and a couple of others are uh, in the process of fasting as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if that, that takes him a little bit of time to to balance that out as well. And um, Watford don't have that problem, right? Players on their side are not coming back from international break necessarily. <coughs> so, um, yeah, it wasn't too much of a surprise to me, honest, Trev. No, to be fair as well,
0: uh, you know, uh, um, it's it's hard to not be aware. Just in case people seem uh, hear hear occasionally that you know, or there's a keyboard tapping or whatever, it's hard not to be aware of what's going on. We're trying to trying to not. Pretend as if it doesn't matter and assume that uh, City are going to just win 5-0 against Burnley. But uh, my attention is drawn away. I'm going back to look at Watford and their comparative fight or lack of fight. Burnley still have two games in hand over them and could, if they were to win both of them, um, get themselves into a situation where they are uh, out of bother. So... You know, if you can hear me, Sean Dyche, get your finger out of wherever it's lodged. This is ridiculous. Uh, going on to the second half, uh, Jim, with yourself, uh, where, like I say, there's certainly more incident to talk about. Um, we begin on the 45-minute mark with a, another beautifully shaped Joe Gomez cross into the box. Cabacelli got there ahead of Robbo on this inca- uh, uh, occasion um, with a good clearing header and um, went out for a corner from which we get nothing. Uh, Curtis had another one of his uh, shots from distance on 47. That was well over two. Uh, 51 shot a shot well over from outside the box. He had options inside and there was a little bit of frustration about it. 55 minutes, Virgil headed over from a Curtis corner and it was a ball that came all the way kind of across the box to him on the far side and he could dip and get his header on target, um, but you know it was uh, n- not not powerful enough uh, to worry the keeper. And then on 57 minutes, Pedro played in Sar, whose centres to Hernandez, and he shot just wide of Ali's left post. But as Harry had said earlier on, there's every chance that that gets pulled back. And Sarah's told, or we're all told, that Harry or that, um, that that he's offside, uh, as Harry had said. Um, but that doesn't stop it being replayed a million times and 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 them getting the benefit of the um the, the close run thing um because reasons. Fifty-eight minutes um Hernandez picks up a yellow for pulling back Joe Gomez leads to a free on the right hand side and from that free on 59 minutes Jota has a free header just over the top from a really good Henderson delivery and credit where it's due often be uh, picking up on Hendo doing the Hendo cross which just it can often be a bit of a blind just um, uh, dinked in thing this was a nice delivery and uh, good contact made by Jota, but it's over the top and I'm going to finish on the 61 minute mark with you where it's our Arman- And Jota, again, just couldn't quite get there from another Hendo Cross. This one was far more like the standard uh, Jordan Henderson delivery in. um, And our man got there again, uh, just sort of underlining. Everybody, by the way, in the commentary is talking all the time about how he's a little lad. He's not that small. Um, but they seem to make out like he's a midget uh, who, who's doing really well to get up in the air and challenge with these lads he's just very very good technically in the air talk to me about that opening sort of a chunk of that second half and you, you see where I was going what I said earlier on to Harry would, it, it's not like maybe turning the screw in the most dramatic way possible but we are certainly more authoritative and we are creating a bit more in over the course of this second half
2: yeah, I think um, I think the halftime break sometimes as well gives managers more of an opportunity than, than we realise. How the coaches maybe just to get little things across, little tweaks, little little changes, little bits of encouragement, little bits of um, admonishment. Maybe if it's needed for some of the players on what they need to do better, they also know that maybe they're on borrowed time in terms of how many minutes they've got left in the game because chances are they're minutes away, um, 15 minutes away from being. Replaced by one of the other amazing names on the bench, so I think it, it does start to change things. But I think if you get um, if you get looking at if you get looking at what's what's happening this sort of in this spell of the game, it's just that is that just like little sense that yeah, there's always a danger from any team playing, no matter how well you're playing, that they're going to get a lucky break or something's going to work out for them. You know they're going to they're gonna pull one back, and I think maybe maybe we were starting to sense that ourselves as well because you don't want to you don't end a game like this where you've been in control so much and end up going out one one. So we started to create more of the chances, looking for the chances and and trying to take the chances. And I think what's interesting about Jota maybe maybe they're thinking he's not very tall because to refer be to them they had Peter Crouch on duty with them today at BT Sports. Maybe those lads have just spent too much time next to Crouch because just about anyone. Well look small after they've been spending time with him. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that this time. But the but the truth is they actually they actually shared a stat about Jota, which maybe they're trying to make out it's remarkable because they're trying to make out that he's a short ass. But he's got the most headed goals in the Premier League this season, apparently. So he's I think it's ten that he scored from with the header, which I mean you'll have to take my word for that and getting whether I remembered it properly and whether they'd even got it right in the first place. But that that says a lot about him. He's that kind of player he can get up and get above defenders and sometimes your height doesn't even matter that much anyway, because it's about it's about getting your run right, getting your jump right, you know, and of course, having a great cross to actually work with as well, which which is what he's had today. Um it you're not gonna score every time you try. No one is. But the fact that you keep trying means you, you're increasing your chances of doing so. And I think, you know, the more we're doing stuff like that and the less we're doing the sort of long distance efforts that aren't going to go anywhere, the more the more we're gonna win games. Um It was, I mean, it it, it was a game, we we just continued what I said in the first half, really. I was surprised in Watford hadn't actually tried more to come out, but then you remember he's the manager and you think, you know, I think his game plan, even when you're down, is to say, we'll just, we'll defend, we'll counter when we can, we'll hope for a set-piece. And I think in all honesty, the set-pieces aren't going to be a good thing for Roy to score from, because he's not got his big lumbering plays that he would like to have, you know, to sort of muscle around in the set-piece, in set-pieces in the box. So, I think I think, yeah, it, 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 the the thing we talked about in the beginning of the game was continuing, but just that little bit more from Liverpool, maybe moving up a little bit in in the gears, but not a great deal. Um, and again, that bench—they're waiting to come on and just make the difference, which inevitably it will. You know, you invoked the um, the great man, the great broadsheet
0: man, and Jimmy Pierce has put a few quotes. <laughs> Jesus, listen to this. Uh, the only sour note for me, I find it hard to accept when a situation happens. Not one Liverpool player complained about being fouled. It leaves rather an unpleasant taste in the mouth," says Hodgson. <laughs> he continues. He continues. The biggest myth in football," says 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 uh, Hodgie. Now he's setting himself up here. This is this is controversial? The biggest myth in football is that refereeing decisions don't change games. The players were bemused he gave that penalty. <laughs> Christ! Mm. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm sure they were
2: bemused as to why a rugby tackle would result in a penalty. I was going to say, had he actually seen the replay by this point? Because he's admitted he hadn't seen it when the BIR was being done. He, there's no, There are no big screens at Anfield, so you, there's no way he could have seen it unless one of his... Assistant's got an iPad out, and you can't imagine Roy Hodgson's assistant having iPads. <laughs> you know, they've, they've still got a BlackBerry that they can't work out by. it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so, you know, he won't have seen that penalty incident. It was a rugby tackle, you know, which I'm sure we'll come to. But it's, it's one of those. I mean, you should, if you've got any complaints, it should be with your defender. <laughs> He's, no. he's 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 <laughs> one of listen he's 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 providing a lovely little uh, side sideline of
0: entertainment for us throughout this. Uh, what I'm going to do is talk about that goal uh, with yourself and with Harry to finish off. But myself and Harry will take it to that point, which is effectively the end of the game anyway. Because uh, for the record, all that happens after the goal, the second goal goes in, is we bring on Milner in the 89th minute. Uh, they add four minutes. Uh, there is a Jota run where he slides in Sadio Mane really late in the game, but Foster got out to his feet. Mm. And of course we did have the delight of the Liverpool top of the league chant, even if it didn't last that long. However, Harry, to build up to the point of the, um, uh, match where we can talk again about something um, particularly exciting which is of course uh, a goal and, and and all the various incidents around it. Uh we do kind of change things a little bit by bringing on Fabinho for Curtis. And you know like Jim said earlier on you feel a little bit for the kid because it it didn't quite happen for him and obviously Fab is 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 going to come on and 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 look Good because he just is the best at what he does. And anyway, it did start to have an effect because within a couple of minutes he was lofting a ball in. Mo was heading it over. Sadio Mane comes on, then for Mo who goes off uh, looking less pissed off than usual, which uh, I suppose uh, might be a fair indication of a bit of self-awareness because he hadn't had a good afternoon. Um, there was a lovely Allison ball into Roberto Firmino's feet. uh Beautiful like really brave uh, in pinged pass in defeat, like most, like a good mm, half the pitch in length of a pass, from the edge of the box it led to a a Liverpool corner Uh, there was a really good direct run by Diogo Jota who seems to have this ability to just sort of kick the ball ahead of him and get there and keep and hold off defenders it never really looks uh, silken but it's incredibly effective Um, but it did unfortunately on 73 minutes come to nothing 75 minutes there was a really nice cutback by Joe Gomez and left foot clip ball into the penalty area it traveled across to where it was intended to which was Robbo we've seen Trent do this a million times but again credit where's Joe Gomez doing it beautifully there Um, Robbo's volleyed cross he helped it on first time went right into the danger area in the six yard box but the the keeper got there they bring on a, a trio of substitutes, uh, cleverly King and Dennis for Pedro Luza, and Hernandez in 76 minutes. Uh, it has no impact. 78 minutes, there's a, a really good move where Sadio has a shot blocked. And again, lots of people pissed off at him because there were other opportunities. Uh, we saw a crazy Jordan Henderson ball across the back, uh, which put us right in the bother for a few minutes. But uh, it was recovered a great chance on the break, completely ballsed up by a terrible Thiago pass, which, you know, was atypical on the day um, into Sally Omani's feet. It was just really badly uh, executed pass, which is so unusual for a lad who'd been pinging around world-class passes all afternoon. That was 83 minutes. and It's kind of at this point, Harry, where the tension's starting to build up, because, you know, I think it was Jim was saying it as well, you're starting to think it could be one of those where they get something back and then, you know, it's obviously very, very Has tremendous import, uh, a draw as opposed to a win. Uh, But we get to the point now of this uh, penalty incident. I'll I'll bring in both of you, and I'll start with yourself. Uh, the The way that it goes is that Armand Kuchet basically just he's falling. He grabs on to Diogo Jota's waist. Um, he's falling into him, leaning into him the right there deliberately. He grabs him around the waist. Uh, it's a perfectly executed rugby tackle that we've you know seen a million times in that sport, uh and takes Jada out of it. Um so what, what, what here's what I find remarkable about it. The decision is started is looked at by VAR. Now, here's where I, I, I'm at a loss. Why can they not just say uh listen, Stuart Little, you've missed a clanger there. It, the most deliberate penalty, most uh uh unquestionable decision ever. Mm. Um point to the spot, please there, Stuart. Cheers. But instead they send them to toddle over to the monitor to see if his interpretation
3: matches with theirs. How could it fucking differ? Yeah, uh, it, it it seems to have changed this season where it's it, the VAR is even more deferential to the referee it's, um, themselves, yeah, which right. is, which doesn't really make sense because uh, I, I think in those situations it's I don't understand why it's not fine. You got you got you got a working relationship with somebody, and they just they just ping you on the pitch and say, "Oh, by the way, sure, you've me- you missed this. You, you rumpy tackles them; it's a clear penalty. There's, there's no need for you to come over and check it. It's a clear penalty, like." And you, you just give that de- decision. I understand when there's occasionally, you know, marginal calls, more subjective calls, and, and they, they want to give the ref a chance to have a look at it. But in, in those instances, it's, it's almost as stupid as that whole offside rule, right, where we just keep playing and uh, asking uh, people to sprint back and defend even though someone's miles offside. Uh, that seems to really annoy everybody, especially, especially Virgil. So, yeah, it was it, – I mean – we are we are not rookies here Trev. i mean we we've, i've spent years watching uh, the this art performed to um you yeah, know was it? distilled to an art form by uh, martin Skirtle and Dejan Lovren over the years <laughs> i know i know right. what it looks like and um so i was like oh okay yeah that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a clear penalty um and uh, there, there was no bitter taste in my mouth Trev. i was i, I was i was happily um you know Uh, looking forward to that penalty, is wondering who's going to take it. Um, Yeah, there was nothing contentious about it, to be honest, was there? (laughs) (laughs) No. I was was just glad that we had a chance to settle our nerves and if if anyone's going to uh, step up and settle our nerves in this Liverpool squad, it, it it was fitting that it would be Fabinho, wouldn't it? I think I think so
0: completely. The guy is, is a is such a leader on in this team. And Jim, just to bring you in on it, I saw uh, Dave Hendrick saying I off the of the dispatch he says i believe that's the uh that's called the the van dyke technique penalty you know and he's right you know it's just that it 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 was it was it was a beautifully struck and to be fair rarely does Stephen malvin get stuff right but he was talking about the variety of penalties that we've seen from uh fabinho and it's it's not like he's just got one thing that he does he really does seem to just take each situation on its merits and he's just battered that one into the top corner with fierce power because uh, this was not a penalty to miss. You know what I mean? Can you imagine Uh, how bitter the
3: taste would have been, Trev, if if he'd uh, gone for the Penenka? Can you- oh, <laughs> oh my God! The taste in poor Roy's mouth—veritable
0: <laughs> bile, I think. Uh, you know, so 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 it's it it's uh, there's a lot to enjoy, as Harry said, uh, uh, Jim, in the execution of that penalty, the fact that it's the man himself doing it, because those kind of moments, you know, they it's not that he needs the confidence or anything like that, but. That they they all build and they give a, a player more self-possession and and, and he, as he's such an important player for us uh, he can't have enough highlights in my in my opinion
2: no no I mean there was a lot of um apart from the VAR and obviously you know how on earth the VAR spotted that what an amazing uh, what amazing technology we have that you can find such a microscopic difficult to spot incident in the penalty <laughs> during the game yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm convinced that, it, that when this happened with Skirtle and stuff all the time that I think there's almost like a, a lack of bravery from referees that it's quite easy to say they didn't see it, you know, that they didn't notice. It's part of the rough and tumble in the penalty area. I mean, you know, we need to... The amount of times the players are getting fouled in penalty areas that set pieces, it's un, it's unbelievable. And, and nine times out of ten, if a foul's given, it's to the defending side, even even though both sides are just as bad as each other at doing it. But that this, this was as blatant as it comes. And, of course... In a way, I was glad Mo had gone off because it was one of those situations where you think he'd still been on, he probably wouldn't have scored it. But I just like, you know, we could end up with a ruined Mo if we're not careful here. So it was good he'd gone. But then I did wonder would he be able to bring Milner on to take it? Just for a moment, I thought, you know, Milner's been our main penalty taker for a while. Um, up until recently, when he was playing fairly regularly, he would take them. I was thinking, will he bring Milner on just to take the pen? I don't even know if you can. I know you can if you've um, had your goalkeeper sent up. You can bring his keeper on, but I don't know if they could. But who needs him? Who needs him? Um, I actually feel more confident now, and I think I think Fab should actually be our main penalty taker now. You know, just quietly take the job off, off Mo, quietly take the job off Jimmy, um, make him our penalty taker because, as you say, he's got such a repertoire. He's scored seven goals this season, but from the spot, you know, I mean. I was thinking he's not going to. do... You can't do the Penenka again. You cannot do that. The goalkeeper's got to be wise to that. To that happening, um, and the penalty he took was the kind of penalty that it was textbook. You take one like that, that height, that that much power. It doesn't matter if the goalkeeper dives the right way. He's probably not going to save it. It's one of those ones where they say they could have had two keepers and they wouldn't save it, et etc. Yeah. Et all those cliches,
0: and they're they're there for a reason. Uh before i'm gonna i'm gonna finish with yourself in a minute um um jim and come back to you to wrap the show up completely i'm gonna go to harry for his final thoughts in a second but just before we do there is a, something that you touched on there and it's going to be a, a talking point so we might as well just just touch on it with yourself there briefly i think that's 10 games now that no goal from open play for mo salah um and you know you, you just mentioned the idea of of uh, you know how that a miss penalty there certainly wouldn't have been a good thing uh is it a reason for caution? I, I suppose it's really interesting because he's sitting like clear, and it has been clear at the top of the Premier League scoring charts on twenty for quite a while now. And like I say, I think that's ten games without a goal from play. Uh, should Liverpool fans have any sort of anxiety about that? It's hard to look past the the idea that the lad is just probably, you know. Probably just he's been flat out for so long that it might actually be a great time for him to 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 be able to step out for a game or two. It's just not an option that we can rest our best player. Are you
2: concerned about it? I guess what I'm saying. I'm not that concerned. No, I mean I think as long as we handle it correctly, I think we know what he's got. We know what skill he's got. You don't lose that overnight. And and why is he not scoring? Maybe in some cases he's just been up against players who who know how to avoid letting him into those chances because we've seen him do some amazing stuff. There's times when he doesn't need teammates almost because he does so much himself. But he does need teammates and maybe maybe at times he's just not getting quite the service he wants off there. Maybe it's just not not quite not quite gelling. It could be sort of the fact that he's he's he definitely had some kind of an injury at one point this season which maybe he's not fully over. he's, he's had I mean, his head's going to be messed up with what's happened to him internationally, I'm sure. That that sort of thing doesn't happen when you're as patriotic as he is and not have an impact on you. But, I mean, throughout my time as a Liverpool fan, we've had players who we practically think cannot do anything but score and then go on a run of, say, 9, 10, 11 games without scoring or very rarely scoring. You know, and then the, the commentators will throw the stat out, you know, like, top scorer last season, but in the last 15, he's only scored three. and And, the, and all these stats happen, but then, before you know it, those stats are forgotten more often than not, and I think that would be the case with Mo. I don't think he's he's gone off the boil. I mean, the the situation with the contract won't be helping either, I'm sure. So I just think, you know, I'm not worried, but maybe um, I mean maybe it's it's tempered some of those angry calls for FSG to give up the club and sell it to Roman Abramovich or whatever people were saying because they can't get a new contract for Salah. You know, we've got to get him his contract, and he will come good again. You know, we you know, and this is the thing, this is what we were saying a few months ago, though. All joking apart, we were all, almost on the verge of saying people's heads will need to roll if Mo doesn't get a new contract. So, we're not, you know, certainly not at the stage now where we think, oh, well, maybe we can let him go then. Um, if that is the case, I actually have faith that Liverpool will know that's the case yeah. and he'll be let go quietly, like we've done so many years, so many times in the past with plays, but I just don't think we're there yet. I think, you know we've we, you know, we just just got to stay faithful just sort of keep the faith with and keep behind and keep supporting him because the first time he scores a goal from open play he'll probably score another one within 10 minutes
0: I hope you're right uh, I, it's, it's, I, I brought it up because I've seen one or two people whose opinions I respect actually one or two one fellow actually just um, positing the notion that perhaps the contract was an issue and that if he wasn't quite coasting, that maybe he just wasn't quite on it in the way that he would be mentally or whatever. So it's 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 definitely going to be going around there as a topic of conversation. So worth bringing it up. I'll be back to you, Jim, in a minute for your final wrap-up thoughts. I'll get yours off you now, Harry. Like, I mean, overall, anything you want to um, uh, go back to or pick up on that we've, uh, we've not really done in detail or just your overall assessment of the performance. And then as you finish, do let folks know what's coming up for you during the week.
3: Mm. No, not particularly. I mean, I think it's, I, I often find it funny whenever, you know, there's sometimes these these early kickoffs or these games um, at Anfield where, like, opposition fans come and chant, you know, where's your famous atmosphere? And you, I actually thought the atmosphere was, was pretty good today, despite some of the anxiety towards the end. But um, I, I suppose the point is, you know... We, we, there are many gears that we could go up this was the first game back after you know, a big international break where loads of players have been away playing quite important games for their countries um, it's, so it was sort of as a little bit rusty as I expected to be honest and so I'm not left too d- disappointed by it and I think with, with the defence how it is at the moment and how locked in everybody looks I was never too worried that it was going to be anything other than a win so yeah, it's you know those stats we mentioned at the start. 10 you know, ten ten league wins on on the spin, and thirteen clean sheets in the last eighteen in all comps. I mean, you you can't really uh, you know stick up your nose at that. I think I think I think that's that's that that's a really impressive return. Uh, and it's just you mentioned it as well. You look at the bench, and it's just I I've never seen a bench that looks that strong for for Liverpool. So the fact that we're going into this period, this this month, that's going to be so intense and so important for us. With that quality of squad with people um, now back no international break in sight and we can just get everybody uh, properly rested and sort of rotated um, back in again that's really exciting so yeah I thought it was a a nice run of the mill win great to see us uh, back on top of the league again and hopefully just a big half time team talk for Sean Dyche of course but um yeah, I think it's 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 great that we've managed to pull ourselves back into this position, really. I think I think it really does warrant a lot of a lot of praise to get ourselves back to where we are right now and and fighting neck and neck with, with City. Uh, and in terms of what's coming up for me next, um, I think I'll be joining joining yourself on Raw after uh the Benfica game midweek. And then also, yeah, there's um the rival recon coming up ahead of uh, that that small encounter over at the Etihad. Yeah, <laughs> it just, it's just getting
0: really boring at this stage, isn't it? Mm. Uh, a, a remarkable, remarkable high intensity stuff um, coming up um, for all of us here. And do pay attention to whatever Harry's pulling out. Uh, always worth your time. And as he alludes to there, uh, Daichi is going to have to pull even more than one finger out. Apparently, it's now 2 0. Uh, and that would mean City are back uh, ahead on the top by a point um yeah and you're correct it's uh yourself myself and carl will be on for benfica uh during the week uh and then i think you're making a hat trick, Harry, with the city game uh with dave too mm-hmm. so uh look forward to uh, those uh games and chatting to you then and jim just get your final thoughts as well um, anything that you want to pick up on that we didn't really maybe emphasize or just some general summary thoughts. And uh, if you've got any uh, podcasts or bits of writing or anything else on the go that you want to let people know about.
2: Yeah, I think I think one thing we do quite a lot on here, and I feel we we need to do it, we kind of need to be that voice. is we kind of um, respond to hashtag LFC, the social media, uh, fan base, if you like, that you know, and not every. I don't mean everyone on social media and you know, people who are listening to this know the kind of people. I mean, you know, the ones who look for the, they seem to look for the negatives all the time. You seem to think the world's about to end, and you know, and it's very hashtag LSC to sort of to be thinking that after going top of the league, I'll be for a short time because maybe Sean Dice, maybe won't get that halftime talk right. But we went top of the league. We won. We've we've gone top of the league after people had written us off at Christmas because we'd lost a couple, you know, we dropped points here and there. It th- This this is an excellent Liverpool team that are fighting for a title, fighting on four fronts as it goes, you know, for this, as BT call it, unprecedented quadruple, which, you know, isn't everyone in the unprecedented quadruple at some point in the season anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in, you know, we're, we're, we're having an amazing time. And to so come out of a 2-0 win with, Yourselves at the top of the table, and to be thinking of anything negative really as your main takeaway from a game says a lot about the hashtag LFC element, if you like. I won't, I won't give them the real hashtag. Is it LFC family? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, oh that no, the hashtag is FSG out, isn't it? But you know this, this, this side of the. Of, of, being a Liverpool fan isn't what you know, this is the side you want. You want to see us winning. Yeah, you want to see us winning 6-0. But you know what? That pint will taste just as sweet after the match, whether it was a 2-0 or a 6-0. You know, the the the, the papers will look just as good tomorrow if you look at the league table, if Sean Dice does do that favour for us. But the thing is, in the end, as much as we're sort of, you know, hoping that other people do us favours, we don't actually need anyone to do us a favour. If we carry on as we have done, winning, we've won the league. Now obviously there's that that slightly bigger match to come that's going to decide it really. We win that game against City, we've we basically it's in our hands to win the league. If it turns out it was just a step too far. The truth is for the second season out of three, we've really pushed them. I mean, one of the one of the seasons, sorry, more than the second one. But so, you know, how many out of the last four have we come close? We had a bad time because of COVID. Other than that, we've just been so close and we're keeping it, we're keeping it going. Um, yeah, if Salah's if it turns out Salah is on the decline, which I doubt. I feel that we've got a setup at this place that will make sure we don't feel any really bad ill effects from that because we'll have people coming in to replace him. We're already seeing signs of that, as we've said today, as you two pointed out with Bobby. Um, Jot has to making us prepare for the departure of Bobby in, a, in the best way possible by, by taking over from him in many ways and scoring the goals. It's it's good times. I'm enjoying it. We've got we've got a cup semi final. We've won a cup. We've we've got. European matches ahead of us that are amazing to, to, to look forward to. It's, it's a good time um, and again as you both mentioned as we've said today we've got a squad that can do it because we've not just got Klopp's not just got problems picking which of his best 11 players to use for a given match you know, and which ones to rest because of the next match that might be coming up. He's got a problem I think now thinking which ones to stick on the bench as well. We've got that many good players there are going to be players who are disappointed because they aren't even going to get into the matchday squad because once everyone's fit you cannot put all the good players into a match day squad, we have that many, and that's something to be glad about. Um, in terms of podcasts, well, I've had this weird non-COVID, COVID thing for the last couple of weeks, so I'm a bit behind, but I'm hoping it's on its way out, although I feel like I've been saying that for the last couple of weeks, um, in which case, as I've just shown, I can now talk without coughing, so that's a good sign, so maybe I'll get some podcasts sorted soon, because, you know, there's always something to talk about with this club, and at the moment, in my view, it's always positive, so let's keep it that way
0: you know and you're right you, you you do have a couple of weeks Uh, because you're right back in the thick of it in the second half of this month, this massive month of ours, uh, where I see your feature of myself and Dave for Newcastle. Uh, You're going to be in for that uh, Aston Villa game and Southampton too. So we look forward to chatting with you then and whatever else you do in the meantime, Jim. um, I just want to finish up by saying thanks to Harry and thanks to Jim. And Harry's doubling up as producer today. So thanks to him for recording as well. Uh, Guy, no doubt, will edit it for us. So thanks in advance for that. Um, hopefully there's not too much work there for you. Guy, I think it's a straightforward one that. Um, we are coming at you thick and fast with RAW podcasts over the next while. That's the way we like it. Let's hope they're all wins to talk about, like the one today or like any type of win. Let's not be too fussy. Once there wins, we will be happy. And that means the Reds are doing what we want them to do, um, which is currently being very, very close to winning everything. Uh, let's push them over that line. And get all the four trophy reds banners that we can absolutely hope to have. Um, Get them all up all over the walls and be very, very happy with life. I'm looking forward to that potential. Anyway, thanks to Jim. Thanks to Harry. I've been Trev Downey. We'll speak to you soon.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. We'd love it if you could leave us a 5-star review on your favorite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.